1: Hi, this is Darren Williams and you're
2: listening to the Wise Men Say Podcast. Men's Say podcast. We are back, bringing you this recording, reflecting on the point at Watford, maybe looking back a little bit at Reading, and uh, as there's no game now for a while, we'll just assess where we are um, currently after a decent start to the season. So, I'm Stephen Goldsmith, and uh, I'll begin by bringing some news. Um, usual co-presenter Gareth Barker, co-founder of the Wiseman's Say podcast, no less, uh, has been suspended. Um, negativity is the word, I think, that will sum it up best. And it's an issue that's been building up more and more recently. And I think stating publicly that he was concerned about, and I need to get this right, the lack of strikers in the squad was a step too far, really. And I think no fit strikers in a squad that only had two in it to begin with or not. It's a really negative way of looking at things when you were analysing the squad. And although we all express those concerns here, in such situations, somebody from the podcast has to go under the bus. That's just the way it is. He understands it. And I think once he apologises, he might be able to come back. Uh, so I've brought in some some guests to replace him today. Um, Matt Keelan's been uh, upped to the Monday pod. Is that right, Matt? Well, An upgrade, would you, would one say? well
0: you can call it that if you want, mate. But, you know, I think it's quite funny, really, that you've, you've chosen me as Famously the most positive member of Wiseman's uh, about everything really to uh to shed some positivity on the on the situation yeah. really.
2: Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, you yeah. know, like I say, we just had to pick somebody to go over the bus. It could have been any of us really, but that's that's the appropriate way to behave. I think it was
0: the best way. Really. Yeah. I think you know... I don't
2: really agree with taking collective responsibility for things.
0: <laughs> it's not uh
2: I, I I don't think it's very productive. Well, we, we won't uh, be uh, we won't be hearing from him
0: again.
2: Yeah, well, we never know. Maybe if he does an apology, like we said. Um, we also have uh, Melissa with us as well. Good afternoon. Hello.
1: Okay. I will put my actual microphone down. But yeah, hello. That's uh, <laughs>
2: lots of positivity today. Uh, nice.
1: Lots and lots of positivity. Mm. Um,
2: only, only.
1: It's uh, positivity. Only, only. Well. well doing a good gesture's kind of ammunition. It's, uh, there's not really much else we could do. No.
2: Um, but, yes. Indeed. Phil Smith as well from the Sunderland Echo joined us as well. Good afternoon, Phil.
0: Afternoon. All right.
2: Yes. Enjoy yourself for the weekend? I did, yeah. Although I was genuinely a bit worried about Gareth when you started that bit there. I
3: wasn't on the joke. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Not with the he's way. In, a bad, he's <laughs>
2: in a bad way. Uh, 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 who, who said it's a joke? Sorry, no joke. <laughs> There's no joke here. Um, Gareth, <laughs> um, I thought your elation came through very well in the piece that you wrote for the Echo Phil. So you obviously it was obviously a very happy moment for you when that equaliser went in late. It was just a it was that passage of play.
3: Um, I thought it was just brilliant. Really, obviously, like everybody else, um, you know, someone can make you. Very very jaded and very very cynical at times, um, and you know, and you're in a situation like that where the game very much looks like it's it's gone really, and you can't really see where we're into it. And then a bunch of kids come on and play the way they did, not just equalising but dominating. Really, it was amazing to watch. I I loved watching them do what they did, and and obviously a couple of days on the cold light of day, you know, you feel a bit daft because it's just a point, isn't it? At the end of the day, but. When you're actually there, it was it was a great thing to witness. There was some really, really you know impressive performances. You look at someone like Abdullah Bar, who's you know never played in England before, and he's coming on and and dominating the way he did. It was it was just exciting. Um, yeah, it's you know it it felt like a, a really a really cool thing to watch and and not the kind of thing we're used to. I think um over the past few years, and sometimes you just got to enjoy that, haven't you? Um, mm. enjoy it while it's while it's there because I've. You know, followed someone long enough to know it's not always like that.
2: OK, well, we will get on the football stuff anyway. and We'll do more of that in a bit. Uh, I did ask uh, people on social media to give us a good opening question, uh, non-football related. Um, just We used to do this all the time and I've never done it in a while. So it was interesting to see what some of them were. I'm going to read out them, to be fair. I think me and Matt were chatting before this and I think we should do some of them just as because there was some uh, quite funny ones. We'll decide which ones um, we want to answer j h uh, Hayes asking uh, what Tony Mowbray's favourite biscuit to go would be to go with his tea. Um, we have um, Peter Foster, who is saying, are you filled with existential crisis or despair when you wake up each morning and remember that Sunderland doesn't have an airport? Always, always, uh, you know, always hangs over you, that one. Uh, Hannah's asking best sweets for a match day. um And DeGrimm said, will you ever do a live pod from OK Diner? Yes. Something for Matt to think about that one.
0: Yeah, we will. Um, I will do that.
2: Bradley. Oh, Jesus, Brad. I'm not reading that out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Rob Rob Saunders. uh, Have you ever drunkenly tried to offer out a whole podcast on Twitter?
0: (laughs) No, I haven't. Topical.
2: The whole, whole, if you know, you know one. Um, uh, We have... um, EAMC who some of us know who that is uh, have you ever told a police officer that you're going to open a can and ask whether he will arrest you yes i have I did that at fleetwood that's I did the wonder if that's... it was directed at you specifically
1: horror.
0: yeah I, I was outside the shop at fleetwood last season um and i had some cans <laughs> and i said to the police officer can i drink these here and he went no, and I said, "If I open one, will you arrest me?" And he said, "Yes." So, and then he put his, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and then I had to do that.
2: I am so sorry. <laughs> mm, careful, put your hands on police officers, Matthew. Uh, well, actually, when I was about, um, they used to be really sort of ill. I when I was about seventeen, and we were uh, going down the town, once we. We uh, opened a can. You know, we were seventeen, so immature. Uh, opened a can on the way of the first pub that we go to, and um, a couple of police officers came over and they were like, uh, "Right, lads, put those cans in the bin, um, or you'll get arrested." And I arrested. took one. And, and I took and I took one more drink of mine before putting the bin. And he, he tried. He was going to arrest us. He says, "I didn't say <laughs> you could have another drink." And he like grabbed hold of us and then some member of the public, like an older lad, like, cause the, the couple was quite young as well. He he was only like, sort of a bit older than me. And uh, I don't know if he was trying to make an impression or what, but then an older guy from the public came over and, and sort of talked him out out of liftness. <laughs> so I'll, be, I'll be forever <laughs> grateful for whoever that was. Cause uh, I did uh, learn a lesson from that and uh, we went on and enjoyed overnight. Um, Good. Grey said, What's your favourite flower? I'm not sure. Does anybody have a favourite flower? I don't really like any
0: flowers, really. No. Like, so I mm. think that like when you buy um flowers from supermarkets, it's like you're just sort of caring for a dying plant then, aren't you? Really? You're just giving like palliative care to like a a plant. Like it's stupid. You just buy a plant. It's still alive then. Mm.
1: The only yeah. ones I would buy are ones that don't kill my cat. My mum's got this like. Pro- My mum genuinely has a spreadsheet about what flowers can kill cats. So you shouldn't one. get. Release. Oh well, if you, I've got
2: a couple of cats, so if you want to feel like feel like sharing that spreadsheet? I might. Uh...
1: Sunflowers are absolutely fine and have a wee nibble. The little pods on the top of tulips, but the little stuff like that, she cuts them off even if she gets them as presents. So yeah, I'll share that with you, Stephen. It's, it's yeah. A really, God, I don't a like Really like important I don't like document. Ignorance
2: is bliss stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Paul Jack's saying, what if I take a shower and I slip on some soap? I mean, depends cool. how big depends how big a shower is. If it's just a little cubicle <laughs> thing, you'll probably just fall into the side and you'll be depends fine. Depends whether
1: it's a shower or a wet room, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, hazy, will it rain today? i kind of wash the car. Don't think rain's forecasted. So um, you might have to get out and do your last, is it the last more of the year? Or was it too early for that? Well, he's on about cutting, washing his car, not cutting the grass. Yeah, but that's that's the alternative. It's not going to rain. You need to go out and cut the grass, don't you?
0: I don't have you, grass on, a, on the on the day off
2: you are. I'm a not so. for grass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, like again, <laughs> pointless. Loans Kyle, a
2: waste of time. Kyle asks, uh, since you are all such big losers uh, who love losing, we do love yes. losing here. Absolutely devastated <laughs> with the with the last two results. <laughs> um, what is the most loser thing you've ever done? Hmm. I'm not sure you've got a ch- uh, time to answer this, Matt. You might have, well, a, list. You I, I might think, have a list.
0: I think probably the, the the one that stands out is buying a retro address book and taking it around the country to... Various uh pubs and a playoff semi final, and then Wembley.
2: Don't Um, do, but you don't suddenly doubt yourself that that was a loser thing to do. Well, I
0: mean, very proud. I mean, it's I am very proud of it, Steve. But when you look at it, if you take a step back from the outside and you look at that sort of behavior, it is sort of
2: really quite loser behavior, isn't it? As well as the mints. I feel like there's a guy who used to cut me away matches with us, and I could get him on and just remind him of all the things he used to fall for on away trips over the years, but we haven't got time to go over now. Uh, is this the, no, yes, the, the Watford Gap? What? Yes, the Watford The Watford Gap.
1: I'm it's just calling it the Watford Gap all weekend. Yeah.
2: It is the Watford Gap story. It is the I'm Watford Gap guy.
1: <laughs> I was in my kitchen all time shouting, tell,
2: Watford Gap? Tell the story. Tell the story. What well, again? Yes. Where would be. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I must have done. Well, basically, you know, I love you, Graham, if you're listening. Um, we, um, he was asking what the Watford Gap was on a trip down to London, and we told him that it was a gap in the country uh, where the actual island split, and there was a little ramp that, that um, took you over the little gap in the country and um, didn't think anything of it. And then we were driving down the uh, the M1 at some point. The minibus obviously ran over something, and it rattled. And when he like, went... What Was that somebody was quick witted enough to to say that was the Watford gap we told you about? And um, so and then, good, uh, and then, uh, obviously, you know, not entirely sure if he's taking it in. Uh, we heard him, <laughs> um, he was chatting up a couple of girls on the night out when we stopped on the way back, and he was telling them all about going over the Watford gap. So that was a good one. Ah. so uh, yeah, that, that's one of many. You're pulling a face out, Phyllis, if you're cringing, honestly. It was. Uh, I could. I could it, do a. I could do a full hour podcast on this lad and stuff. Uh, it's and stuff it's and stuff more just stuff. that I have absolutely no fucking
3: clue what's going on on this podcast. I think I've been going for about fifteen minutes and I've understood about three and a half percent of it. But <laughs> you yeah. know, it's good. It's it good an the, I think well, just generally, it's just. Uh, I, I think I've missed
2: a lot of the. Uh, you didn't get the memo or no. I
3: maybe should have known about yeah, but we'll, we'll keep going well,
2: it's all good we will we'll battle on I did we'll see the
1: tweet on. about 15 minutes before because I've at me grants to look after I bless her but um, I was thinking about loser things and something jumped into my head and I remember um I went to barn School round High barns and we did like a Year Six kind of bloody thing at the leisure centre. And I remember going down in the diving pool, and there was that little kind of it was like two circles. You could like people could see you.
2: Oh, very wrong! Very wrong that was. Yeah.
1: And I was going down at the diving pool and doing the kind of the ball selector, kind of (laughs) to strangers. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. it just that's the first thing that jumped to me, and I thought that was pretty stupid.
2: I mean, All that whole that whole I was like,
1: you know, the Craig, Dick, Craig, David, yeah. that sort of to strangers, and I, I think it's lived with this forever. The looks that I that I got from, from kind that of that is you know, quite tragic. The look. Him, I mean,
2: to be fair, church. you know, as tragic as that sounds, but uh, you know, the fact that uh, grown ups are standing staring through that. Um, in the first place, looking at people diving into a swimming pool, it was all ki- it was all kinds of so wrong. Um, yeah, when you, when you when you grow piranets. up, you realise just how wrong and bizarre that was, and and wonder why um, set that setup survived for so long. To be fair, um, grown
1: Absolutely. men
2: standing <laughs> looking into um, <laughs> underneath a swimming pool, the kids <laughs> diving in. Okay, um, I would also
1: recommend also to keep your paranas in the fridge. That was another a bad move. Keep your Peroni's bottles in the fridge.
2: Mm. Uh, one for you, Matt, because this was replied directly mm. to you. So you're gonna have to you'll get the context, so the rest of us don't. So you might have to explain it. Uh, if we were to adopt a ritual by which every single person at a match eats a sandwich wrapped in tin foil at half time, what fling do mm. you think we should have?
0: Yeah, so um Rebecca's asked that and she's been to Bilbao, I think it was Bilbao, uh, a match on Saturday. And apparently at half-time, everyone immediately um, just got sandwiches out. Like, literally the whole crowd started eating sandwiches. And uh, obviously not her, so she felt a bit left out. So I think she's sort of suggesting that we do this. Um, And I don't know what feeling... Like, I'm terrible at making sandwiches, to be honest. Like, every time I make a sandwich, it's always shit. Like, I I made a, a baking sandwich this morning and it was terrible. So... Like someone would have to make my sandwich for me, I think, and I would probably have um, a BLT.
2: I think. I don't think you would take a bacon sandwich to the match, would you? You wouldn't have well, that no. locked up for a long No, ham and peace pudding, up. surely. Ham and peace pudding. Yeah, you nice. could have that. I any suppose. any sort of ham filling is, is a safe one for for that, isn't it? Ham and cheese, ham and peace pudding, just ham. Just ham.
1: Apologies to Barry Hyde, by the way, but um, if you go to the before a whole match, he comes and hands out uh, little wee slices of stotty with ham and pudding, and it's bloody lovely. I don't like, I didn't think I liked peas pudding until it was free.
2: Uh, oh, there we go. You keep it up the northeast uh, tradition. To, this has got a little bit longer than we want, so back we'll in move front now. Uh, Daniel just saying chocolate in the vending machine at work is 90 pence standard, I would say. Mm. Um, Which chocolate bar, if any, would you happily pay that much for? I'll hand that over to if anyone wants to answer that. Star. Somebody else mentioned a star as well earlier in one of the. Star bar, the best. What's the best chocolate? Star bar is the best chocolate bar. It
0: just
1: is. Okay. I live and die on a twelve. Fair. Or um what's them little, them wee little crossy ones that um. German. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't. the ones with the little juicy bits inside. <laughs> what? what? Um, bueno, kinder bueno.
2: Kind bueno. <laughs> juicy bits? It was a good job you rescued it with telling us what you were talking about there, because uh, I was going to hang over worst, everybody all episode trying to work out. Worst description
3: of a kinder bueno yeah. I've <laughs> ever
2: heard. <laughs> it's completely wrong. More creamy than juicy,
1: but still. Well.
2: Not one recognizable aspect of a Kinder Bueno. Definitely. What
0: part of a Kinder Bueno is juicy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God.
0: It's
2: like the
0: opposite of juice. It's like, like really thick and like, oh, that's terrible.
1: So much stuff coming out of it. <laughs>
2: Well, oh, you know, you'll have to live by that description now, unless it's public, it's in the public domain. Um, <laughs> and, uh, finally, Ian Duffy, Matt, I'll, just you, I'll just ask you, I'll just ask, I'll ask you this, Matt, because you've just been on holiday. Cocktail right. by the pool bar, right? Right, um, so cocktail would
0: always be a mojito for me, but yeah. I became, I became, wait, well, you asked Steve, so you know. Um, but, but I'm, I'm also allowed a, to respond by saying... Ugh. I became a vodka, lime and soda guy while I was on holiday, so that was a very much uh, my choice.
2: I think any vodka-based cocktail, really fruity, juicy cocktail, is... is. I made the mistake of having me.
0: some Long Island iced tea uh, in the middle of the afternoon last Saturday, though, and that I just ended up absolutely mortal at, like, 2 o'clock. Well, so that was a long, a long, old session, that one.
1: I did appreciate the fact it was called Watch Bar.
0: Oh, the That's best something. pub ever, man. Like, apart from the harbour, oh. obviously, if you're listening. But, like, it was like... If amazing. you're listening. <laughs> what do you mean? What's if funny about that, like? The pub is listening. <laughs> Might be. <Yeah. laughs> they've put the... This is a true story, right? I went to the pub yesterday. I went to the harbour yesterday. And because I've I've been a holiday, Taken's must have been down so much, they've put the prices up. It's gone up since I've come... Since I've been away. Shockable. It's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Well, well, back down. It's all. It's, sports all, sports
2: it's also unac- unacceptable that I'm they they spooky. make they make you um spend a certain amount before you can pay on your card. It's not acceptable. It's not no, acceptable. well, if you're listening, Harbor, it's not. Acceptable. They're not listening. like yeah. a pub's
0: going to be listening.
2: Well, I don't know, Phil. I'm sorry. He's desperate for <laughs> to get a <laughs> <laughs> Because I just thought of a couple of like loser examples from the away days. No, no, we haven't got time. We'll maybe do a special podcast on it at some point. Um, Right. Week (laughs) week is a long long time in football, isn't it? I think I've seen the headline, no strikers, no problem, about seven times uh, over the the past week. So we're going to bask in some of that as well. Uh, Phil, you can't tell me that Tony Mowbray wasn't concerned after that Borough game. He looked like he had regretted the decision to take the job almost immediately. Um, <laughs> when you know, obviously, Stuart pulled up and wasn't playing. When he was speaking recently of the young players earning his trust, um, it's like we've unlocked them all suddenly.
3: Yeah, but, I think the the, the the first thing I would say is that is kind of how Tony Mowbray is like, he looks like to calling Tony Mowbray a miserable Phil. We're just no, that on record no, there. let me. Let let me finish. He sort of like he sort of draws you in because he sort of he, he does talk. I mean, you've got to contrast it to I'm used to Alex Neil, um, who like to say you're on your toes would be an understatement. Um, but Mowbray, really, like he does talk and you do kind of think like he doesn't seem particularly engaged in it, and then from nowhere he suddenly is really engaged. So I think that's more what it is. And um, he's he's quite unique. Um, but I think to be fair, I think you've got to give him a lot of credit because He hasn't really moaned about it at all, to be honest. Um, And I thought that, you know, when Sims went off on Wednesday night, obviously it's not ideal, but at that stage of the game, I didn't actually think someone would, they were having all the ball, but not really getting anywhere. And it was a brilliant sub to push Pritchard up there. Saturday, I didn't think it worked. I thought you could see that someone looked like quite a slight team, that they didn't have much presence in the final third. Um, But I thought the subs, it was brave to throw them all on at the same time. And it did completely change the game. I thought they were all impressive, but Ahmad in particular was just brilliant. Like, it was hard to work out where he was actually playing because his movement was so good. He was stretching the game. He was drifting deep. He was moving out wide. It was brilliant. And I think to be fair to Mowbray, I'm not sure there are many managers who would have thrown on five players of that inexperience um, in that situation. Um, I think he's had a really, really, really good start. Um, well, I think... The way he's handled it's been been hugely impressive early days and all that, and um, but I think yeah you know, I think he's done a terrific job so far. Huge, hugely impressive.
2: Youthful energy or more than that, Phil, with some of these young lads, ability wise, what we're seeing. I
3: mean, no, I, I don't think so. I think I think it was more than that. I mean, Bennett has got a lot of pace, um, but Barr looks like he can use both feet. Um, he's really brave and driving forward. And like I say, Imad was the one, I suppose, is probably in a bit of a different category to the others in that you know, you, you forget that you know, he cost Man United a, a huge amount of money because although he hadn't played much, he'd been so good at Atalanta and that he sort of became one of Europe's sort of top prospects. So he has got that pedigree and his intelligence, like I say. Um, he totally brought Roberts into the game. You know, Roberts had struggled really for the first hour. Um, but then all of a sudden you've got Diallo coming out, and suddenly they're creating little twos on ones. And you know, I thought Roberts was excellent, but that was definitely because the defenders, you know, nobody was quite sure who picked Diallo up. So definitely youthful energy, but quality as well. Um, you know, it won't always be that easy, and teams are wise up to them. But I, I thought they were they looked really promising.
2: Do we mention his um, celebrations for the disallowed goal? <laughs>
3: As... It, was, it was the saddest thing <laughs> I have ever seen.
2: Like, you, do you just remind do you... people what happened who maybe haven't seen it. Yeah. This?
3: So, so Dial his gorgeous crossing, Jack Clark thumps the volley in. Great finish off. as well. Great finish, great cross, great, great moment. But the flag goes up pretty quickly as well. So, it's not like the whole team's celebrating. And literally, the entire Sunderland team are like back in their defensive positions while. And the Diallo is jumping up and down in front of the Sunderland support. And then the best thing was, in, when he actually turned around and found out, which is about 30 seconds after the ball goes in, rather than just, like, getting his head down and shuttling back, he, like, theatrically, like, sunk to his knees and put his hands on his head with the entire stadium watching. Um, and I just really want, like, it's not too far from the press box. and I actually want to go and give him a hug because I was just like, oh, no, I, I actually can't deal with this. Um,
1: it was it like the Anton Ferdinand for he could you It was.: true. It
3: was, but if you imagine if Anton Ferdinand's response had been to sink to his knees and put his hands on his head for like 30 seconds, while everyone laughed at him. Um, but
2: he had the, a son last the, laugh, fans, so the son of the fans I believe. The son of the fans I believe were even trying to tell him they were. Point- yeah, they, yeah.
3: they were all pointing at the linesman, and he was just looking at them like, "What are you, what are you doing? What's going on?" Um, but he kept going, and he had a part in the goal as well. Um, and he got his celebrations in the end. So that was lovely. Fair play to him. He was genuinely brilliant. He was really, really exciting.
2: (laughs) Um, Was it a foul on Clark in the first half? Should should someone have had a penalty in the first half?
3: Um, I don't know. I was miles away from it.
0: I thought wall. I think that's a a stone wall. I I I watched it at the time and I was like, that's a foul. And then watch watched the replay, and he's he has just bundled him over. Like, it's a it's just it is so more penalty for me, but he's just never going to give it. He's like got his elbow on as to well, toe.
1: Matthew. Mm. Yeah, it's his elbow, it's not like he's kind of like being like he's fell over into him. He's full body's going in, but while he's going in, his elbow's fully that's out. That's
2: foul, that's, that's pretty foul, yeah. definitely. It's
0: for me, sure. Yeah. I think
2: if someone plays it's a failure for that, they I think they get it, but it was a. Yeah, it was
0: weird. It wasn't, wasn't really it? like it was just Clark sort of sitting on the floor going, "Well, come on then." And uh, no one else seemed to be that arsed, really. Um, but I thought, was, yeah, I certainly thought it was a penalty.
2: Mm. Oh well, well, talking about hot, uh, warm, and as you as you were Phil. Um, about uh, I'm getting the last laugh and stuff. Uh, Elise who um was awful at Sheffield Wednesday in the cup, and apparently hasn't been trusted since. Um, brilliant against Reading I thought coming on playing uh, is what looks like a back four when Sunderland have the ball comfortable on the ball energetic on the left hand side gets a goal on Saturday Um, it was hard not to watch his post-match interview and and feel really happy for him how you know how he smiled he was just beaming wasn't he with 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 what's going on and uh, again you know somebody's been here all season but it's like we've unlocked this player we didn't know there because all, all Sonnen fans have had to go off was was what we saw, you know, albeit one game, but that's all of sudden the fans have had to judge this guy by because nobody's seemed to trust him before the Reading game. I think, like, I think with, with Elise, there's a lot of one of those players who
3: this, you know, we had it last year with Sirkin, a great example. Sirkin came in, um, and had a great start, didn't he? And then tailed off and then came back. Literally his first season in senior football. This is all new to him, and Elise is the same. and it's probably something we're gonna to have to get used to in terms of you know judging these players slightly differently in terms of you know they will they will not find consistency naturally early on and I think elise is just a classic example of someone who by his own admission has lived within a stone's throw of West Ham's training ground you know for his entire teenage years and it's a completely different environment for him it's a completely different experience and it just looks like he's taking a bit of time to settle but you know at the moment he he's someone who he looks like he's got He's got everything, doesn't he? Um, he wins his headers. He's quick. You know, Obviously, the interesting part of Saturday's game was because someone had gone to a back four. There was obviously a big onus on him to overlap and get in the final third, which he did really well. Um, you know, It's interesting because is going to be back after the international break, or so we hope. Um, and it's a good question, because at the moment, you'd want to get both those players in the team with what they've shown so far. Um, but I'm not sure how you do that. So I think that's been... In some ways, I think you could probably argue that Elise has been the pig- biggest positive of the week, um, because that was one one of the positions, wasn't it, that we were looking at, saying that's one that you really worry about, um, as well as you know the strike we've talked about, maybe defensive midfield as well. I definitely think that left side of defence was one where you were everyone was very concerned. And to be fair, Elise he's uh, he's got his chance and he's taken it. He did really really well.
2: Mm, indeed, yeah, I, absolutely right, because that was a position we were. Uh, concerned about somebody who has been playing at the back and been playing very well um, for Sunderland is Luke or 9 um, didn't stop him having his bad at the moment Matt did it
0: no um, I, was, I was watching it and I was like going in and I was like I'm sure because it, it, at the time I was like the camera went straight to and I was like that can't have been on goal because if it, if, it, if it is He's literally just nodded it in. <laughs> watch the replay, and sure enough, yeah, he
2: has literally just nodded the ball past the goal. I'd love right? to know in that split second what he oh. thought he was doing. What he thought he was doing. Well, you can see him, like, he, you know he didn't mean. Head. Obviously, you know, yeah, it's almost then, when you watch <laughs> it like he's forgotten which end he's at. Yeah, it's just so it's just he's he's like. You remember, Ian Dewey did one like a famous <laughs> one in the Premier League, and it's uh, it was just like when I got back and I watched it, and I watched at the highlights I, I did this as soon as he did it I rewinded it back I said I'm going to have to watch that again he surely didn't just unchallenged um, he kind of like twists in the air, weirdly
0: goal. he sort of like twists and he's in like just a terrible position ahead of it and then it's like but I, I still don't understand how he's managed to just like nod it past the goalkeeper it's great really mm.
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> speechless, speechless, I think. Um, I mean, if that, I imagine that happened at the stadium, like, and the way the South Stand would react to to an opposition defender just doing that, it was just quite remarkable, really. Um, I think the Kiva should have come and got it,
0: actually. Personally, I
1: agree, I do agree. I know we had a few bits and bobs in the chat, and I was absolutely raging at the time, and I don't know whether it was because that, in general. Um, 09 just compared to usual seemed a bit sloppy Mm. and it kind of compounded all together and it was kind of like well we knew this was going to happen not like an uncle but like it was building up to it but at the same time like the best thing it seems like I've seen O'Neill's um week was Instagram or Twitter I'm not sure um but he was talking about it and he was like okay these things happen move on like and that's the best way to go about it and we'll manage to get back into the game again just make sure it doesn't impact on you um because he's been actually quite good he's been tremendous in the in the role that he's been playing in for quite a while so it's not these these kind of things happen worse things happen much worse things happen yeah I was absolutely raging at the time but um yeah just keep just keep moving on it was it was a really really good point and yeah it was ridiculous and I was pissed off at the time but <laughs> at the end of the day
2: well you know had that I been suppose. the only goal of the game uh, people might have been uh having a different conversation mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a Luke O'Neill's personality Phil, is it to, to dwell on something it's just not the way he's, it's just not the way he is at all. Uh, and Definitely, I think you've got to give I think
1: that's a good thing about him yeah
3: I think you've got to give him credit as well haven't you because obviously he started the season pretty poorly um but I think what you would have to say, whatever your opinions of him as a footballer or whatever, he's someone who that's not the first time where he's been in a difficult period um, in terms of his form. And he always seems to be able to go back and sort of reset and, and come back. Um, so I think you have to give him credit for that. And the one thing I would say in terms of his performance as well is that obviously there's a huge amount of pressure on him at the moment because of no strikers, Sunderland are so small on the pitch. Mm. Um, so defending set pieces in the air, there's a lot of pressure on him. And the other thing I would say is as well is that um Keenan Davis, who's put up for Watford, is a proper player. Um, that is a proper centre forward. Um so yeah, it was I was disappointed for him, but I think he's he's done well. Um but that must have been a great conversation in the dressing room. You know, why didn't you just come for it?
2: Why didn't mm. you just head it in? Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good points, well made. We'll move on. Um,
2: yeah, it was, it was. At least we would have been able to laugh about it because we got a. we, yeah, well, we, we got it a point because it. it would have been a very yeah. different tone of that conversation had, um, you know, that been the winning goal. It,
3: it would, but you know,
2: and that's the good thing that you can move on. That yeah, a,
3: a, not a great month for nine, but he's he's done well, and I think that was a that was a big ask on Saturday, and um, for him and Danny Barr to be honest, and they did all right in, in the main
2: Yeah. A lot of questions were with was as a, as a parent at the back because it is something I was worried about. But I do feel like the athleticism of Alicia on the, on the left hand side I think m- complements it and it makes it okay. I'll be I would be concerned if there were other people playing uh, fullback in 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 that back four. Uh, we'll just finish up on the match and we'll we'll have a break and we'll we'll just uh, have a little five minute discussion on where we are. Um, we've obviously got to to mention Bennett. I know you. Touched on it there Jefferson is pronounced is it Jefferson Bennett is that what he was saying so not yeah, about
3: to
2: really <laughs>
3: um, so, to, Tony and... Mowbray calls him the young Costa Rican so yeah
1: he also sings out on John tunes which will absolutely uh, soothe Matthew down a taste yeah,
0: well fortunately right. he's taken us as far as he can so <laughs> <laughs> should but, sack I
1: mean...
0: Tony Mowbray
2: <laughs> what what's interesting is is um, Alex Neal made a point in his statement when we signed him, didn't he, of saying that he's one for the future. That line wasn't unintentional in in yeah. in, in his statement when <laughs> when we signed this lad, and he said, um, "Oh yeah, yeah, well he's one for the future," and he obviously left pretty much soon after that. And he was making a statement there, wasn't he? So that. Yeah. Really has, you know, a lot of us have inferred from that that um, he, he's nowhere near the first team yet. Yeah. When he came on um, midweek against Redden, in the game, obviously, which was, you know, I mean hell, Reading—they won again the, the weekend. They were absolutely dogshit against us, so it's it's quite bizarre that they're, they're doing as well as they are. Um, but when he came on in that game, he, he, he got a good, he got a shot on target that w- would sneak in on on other games. Like the keeper did okay to keep that out. And you thought then actually maybe he has got something. Um reminds me of Duncan Wattmore in the early days a little bit when when he used to come on and make mm. those substitution uh appearances and it was a it was a great finish, wasn't it? So this is a guy now, Phil, ex- expectations are gonna be going up a little bit, and we're thinking maybe he's not one for future, and maybe he's one he's one who can start yeah can start I think, featuring, especially with the situation up front at the minute.
3: Yeah, I, I think to be honest what you alluded to there, I think that's a good indication, isn't it, of where the club was at at that point and the difference in sort of opinion and direction, because I think someone would have looked at it and said, Well, hang on, he's going to the World Cup in a couple of months' time. You know, he's playing in Costa Rica against, you know, good standard teams. So they would have viewed it differently. Um, by the way, I think it is actually pronounced Jewess and Bennett, um, but I will double check that and confirm at a later date. Um, but I think. It's one of those, isn't it? I think he's going to have dips, isn't he? Because it is such a big step up. Um, and to be fair, Tony Mowbray has been pretty clear that he doesn't. Um, he doesn't think he's ready to start games yet. Um, and he's also been pretty clear that the two of them cannot understand each other at all. Um, and at <laughs> the moment, he's basically just sending him out on the wing and just saying, just run. Um, so um, that's why it reminds me of Duncan Watmore then. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we've got to be, we have got to be re- realistic, you know, I think there will be times where it doesn't quite work and, not, and I think to the point where he's starting games regularly, I think there's still a way to go, but you cannot deny that he is, he's got a great first, first touch, um, he's picking up good positions, so we're obviously talking about someone who's an intelligent footballer as well as mm. the attributes he's got, but it is going to, it is going to take a little bit of time, I think, Um and yeah, hopefully him and Tony will be able to start having some nice heart to hearts somewhere down the line. But my mind, yet, my, unfortunately,
0: my mind now all I can think about is Tony Morbier desperately trying to explain things to him, like right? and just not being able to understand him. Tony
2: Morbier losing it,
1: singing candle on the window, and he's <laughs> like,
2: "Yes." I'm getting visions of Mowbray like taking him fishing, so, like a bonding session. Like, I think, come like, with me, come with me, son. Come on, we've got lots to talk about. But I think sitting there in silence. Yeah.
1: Well,
3: I'm Club. It must be great for him though, to have that trust so early on. He's only been here a couple of weeks, and you know he's been asked to go on and, and try and get him from the game. And I think that's what Mowbray did really well on Saturday with a few of those young lads. Um, yeah, I think he is genuinely really enthusiastic about what he's been asked to do. Mowbray at the club. Um, and I think he really embraces it um, early days, but yeah, you know, it's 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 been really impressive
0: so far.
2: Okay, right. We'll take a break there, and we'll come back. Um, now we have some uh, some time off, so we'll just reflect on the start Sunderland have made.
3: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
0: Hi, this is Kieran Grady, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say Podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Wise Men Say Podcast. No public apology from Gareth that I can see as of yet. Uh, we'll all keep our eyes peeled for that one. Um, He's currently wandering around a closed Manchester, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great day for a trip, isn't it, Where?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a very Gareth thing to do this, actually, to be fair.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's what happens when you... You're too organised with your admin. It's too you can far in the, uh,
0: the the Gareth sticker that we use in the group chat. It's very much that today, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about inside jokes. There's <laughs> one for you. There. Um, right. So uh, I think I'll put a, a tweet out from the podcast. in we we played eight of the nine teams in the top ten. I think it's actually somebody pointed out. Um, only one person, gladly, uh, picked up on a, a fact that uh, it's seven, I think, because Blackburn are in that mix as well. Um, but you get the pickety, don't you? Uh, Sunderland have played most of the teams in the, in, in, in the top 10. Have Has anybody seen anything yet, really? And this is not me, you know, suddenly changing expectations, but has anybody seen anything that Sunderland should be terrified of in this division yet? No? It's no good. You all shaking your hands. No, not it's really. Audio, this is an audio. I I don't, I don't no. think.
0: I, I was trying <laughs> to find the. I was trying to find the unmute button. You are here. I was trying to. Um, <laughs> I was doing the same. <laughs> You're thirty, so a lot more comfortable than you think. Well, I am actually thirty, so like that is I am now officially naked. Um, I don't think so, really. I think like it's annoying that we lost the game in Middlesbrough because I don't think they're very good at all um i think the best team we've played um were, were, probably was Sheffield United even though I, I don't think they were they were great either they've just seemed to have they clearly weren't playing very well when we played them and they had a, they looked like they've got ways to just win games i think Sheffield United um even though i still don't think heck Bottom's a good manager particularly um Norwich i thought were like okay but obviously they've got a good manager Dean Smith and we did we did lose I thought weirdly Coventry were quite good in the second half but they've obviously not really done a lot since and I think that my judgment of that game was clouded because Coventry were just so much better it was the first game and Coventry were just so much better than the teams we played previously in League One that I thought oh these are quite good and
2: that they're
0: probably not really I think we're a better side than them
2: and even um, even even that only happened when they brought all the subs on. To be fair, yeah, we were the better it, team before. Like.
0: Yeah, we were, and I think. Um, so no, who else? Who else? Did we lose to Middlesbrough, Sheffield United, and Norwich. It's only
1: better. It. I would probably say that we didn't actually kind of. It's
2: the worst. Sure, it is. <clears> sort of potential. potential.
1: <clears throat> yeah, fire couldn't be bad. Well, it's the worst I've played. Yeah, but yeah, that's exactly it. Like, like you've got to make some kind of costumes for the fact that it was. Mowbray's second game um and then he pulled up in in like kind of people could argue with the high heavens and say like oh well we should have had a plan b and stuff like that and there was a plan b but it didn't work but it's still it doesn't matter what kind of work you're in when you haven't to kind of throttle into something where it's not planned it's not it's not going to be great and i'm not saying that we were like kind of okay, like we were bad but Borough weren't great either and I think that shows on the table as well like when we have been beat, we've actually, we've properly shown ourselves and I don't think yeah. we've got any disservice in that and I think that's what's one of the great things that we can take out of like say the first 10 games or whatever, like even when we've been beat, yeah the, the Daniel sending off like properly didn't help but the Borough game is the only game where I've kind of gone, oh right well that was shit. Um, even we've been beat before, we've really kind of shown our potential and we've been competitive. Not just competitive, but kind of really shown up to what we can do. And it's been it's been pretty class to be and fair. And
2: and even that borough game, and it is the worst we've played this season. Yet yeah. had we put in a performance like that away from home in the season, we got relegated from the championship. Yeah. Everybody would have been like, Oh, that was really unlucky that's because if Pritchard scores a chance and yeah. later on we come back into the game and that's a lot better and that's yeah. encouraging. So that in itself is encouraging that we we're uh, writing that performance off as terrible where actually it wasn't great, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like they battered us oh, or it's anything. It's not
1: like it's not like yeah, that absolutely didn't. It wasn't like proper like like bottom of the bin kind of stuff that we've we've seen previously, even in League One. Um it, it wasn't. It, it basically just was from the of first team game games. It was the worst we've had out of that, and I think that's something that's actually a positive take out of that.
0: I think um, Walshy. I saw him tweet something. I think it was Saturday or whatever game, whatever day it was. Uh, Tom Walsh. Uh, he'd said like Stewart getting injured. If he'd have, if he'd have been injured the week before, we'd have probably beaten Middlesbrough. Weirdly, And I think like. Because he got injured so close to the game, it probably like threw everything and it, it threw the whole game and it it just knocked everything we had planned just went up in in the air. Whereas if he'd been injured in training the week before, we'd have had time to come Especially to terms with what we were going to do.
1: Where like he's coming for his second game and he kind of you could never expect a manager to go oh right I know everyone is, like in and out yeah to well change yeah. things within five minutes. Whereas if he had a few days on,
0: if he would had a few days to. To deal with it and plan for it, then yeah, I think that's what he was saying. That's Tom Walsh, uh, fellow host of the Keeling and Walsh podcast that you can listen to on Thursdays. Everyone is <laughs> muted, Stephen. You are muted.
2: I am. That's what happens when you get in your 40s, Matt. You get even worse. Oh, at it. God. You get even worse. At this stuff, <laughs> um, it's interesting. You said, Phil, that it didn't quite work. Until the substitutions were made in in terms of what some of them were doing, uh, I just need to take issue by the way with mickey Loff, who 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 did something last week on on the preview show and suggested that um myself and Gareth wouldn 't know what a false number nine was, which is a little bit insulting um just because we 're a little bit older i mean fucking hell it 's not like it hasn 't been getting used and thrown around for years, mix a chase for that um. So, well, I'll ban him from the Kaling
0: and, <laughs> Kaling and Wells podcast for that, Steve. Don't okay. worry.
2: Thank you. Uh, so, what, what are your thoughts generally, then, Phil? Uh, this break's come at a good time. That goes without saying. Um, as, as much as anything, so we can try and get a centre forward fit and back in the squad. Because although this is working a little bit, it's, it's not, you know, it, I can try and not be negative here. It's still a squad that are short on strikers. It's a fact.
3: It is very definitely a fact, yes, because there are currently none of them. Um, yeah, I think it's as much the variation in games, isn't it? I think that's the big thing because on Saturday you were crying out for somebody to hold the ball up a little bit um, just to give them that outlet because obviously Pritchard's used to play in a certain way and what naturally happens is it's not his fault. He comes deeper and deeper because he wants to help the midfielders because he knows they're struggling. And then all of a sudden you realise that you've got all your players on the edge of your own box and you can't get out. And I thought that was the impressive thing about Mowbray was that, you know, putting Diakou and Diallo up front, he managed to find a way to, to drag the team up the pitch. Um, but you, you definitely need that that option, someone who can run the channels, someone can, who can hold the ball up. Um, but to be honest, Sims was there on Saturday and he was moving fairly well. I think it was, they were just being ultra cautious that it made no sense to risk him having got such a good result on the Wednesday and they're still not 100% sure what the damage is yet. Um so I think I think it, it, it made sense just to be cautious with him. Um, but I suppose the positive is, listen, Sims is still going to be the only striker next month, isn't there? And they're going to be six or seven games. So he's not going to be able to play 90 minutes every single time. So maybe it's a positive that they've found some different things that they can do in those scenarios. Um, it's not ideal. Um, they need to sign a striker in January, I would suggest. Um, but yeah, I think that I was really encouraged with the way Mowbray handled it. And like I said, although he's not an orthodox striker, I definitely think we're going to see a lot more of um, of Ahmad Diallo. Um, he was that
2: good on Saturday, and that's that's quite an exciting prospect. Indeed. And um, do you think our expectations changing? We did a we did a a Twitter poll on the, uh, poll on this, um, saying you know, have expectations change, and the options we gave was like you know challenging for Maddox playoffs mid table, um, and and mid table was still the the. The uh, option to come out on top, but uh, playoffs was, was pushing it close now. This is the issue with a club like Sutherland, isn't it? Because I think, you know, look at how often Sky want to put us on. We're still, you know, mm. the biggest club in this league. Even, we, 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 you know, we've been in League One for ages. And I think the fan base were realistic when we were promoted. And everybody I spoke to was saying, let's just have a drama free season that's all well and good. But we've discussed it here. We look at the rest of the teams we've played, the rest of the division, and suddenly you're thinking, you know, why, why not? <laughs> I mean, I'd be frightened, it would frighten the life out of me if this team was suddenly put in the Premier League, but, you know. Oh, I'd be we're, hilarious.
3: We're, we're, oh. We're, oh, <laughs> it's so negative,
2: Stephen.
0: So negative. Well, My I was gosh, a bit not so negative. It's just, like, <laughs> yes. laughing at us now playing against, like, Manchester City and just being like, hmm. Well, it's You hilarious. know, like, <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't a very was, good idea. I
2: I did the Bournemouth game, they the a... The other day, and I was like looking at their team, and I was looking at it on pit, and I was thinking, "It's a, this is, like, it's a team that got promoted from the championship thing. This is all right, this team, and they got smashed nine 0 at Liverpool. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, no. How about Newcastle?
1: It's really hilarious, like listening to them and like people who don't really know how, what they're talking about, but it's oh, on a daily basis, it's absolutely hilarious, and they think that they, as long as we don't go down, um, and this is a normal one." So it's, it's all right.
0: <laughs> hey, um, I am. I was just looking, Steve. Like I was thinking that our next two games got like Preston and Blackpool at home, and like you know, you win them two games, and all of a sudden you could be like second in the league, and it's like I don't look. I said we finished seventeenth, and I, 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 I would, I, I, would revise that. I don't think we'll finish that low down. I, I think we, we'll, I think we'll finish certainly in the top, in the top half. But like, as we've just discussed, like you, the the issue the issue is the is the death in the squad. That, that that's gonna we're gonna pick up more injuries. We're gonna see we get another injury at centre half. If, if Corey Evans gets injured, yeah, you 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 are in bother. But like, then you look at that and you know Bar was excellent when he came on and he could be he is probably the closest we've got to an Evans replacement, even though he's about nine. And I think like. <laughs> I don't know. You look and you think we probably, probably could league, so quite easily finish in the playoffs, right? <laughs> like, and then anything happens.
1: But... It's such a weird league. It's such a weird team. It feels like there's no structure about anything, and it's like someone could come on and just be like absolutely tremendous. And it's like when Bar came on the other day, it was like when you get that boost up on Mario Kart when you get all like <laughs> colourful and jazzy, and it's like he's like he was he was off, and it's like. There's no okay, logic
0: to it though, is there? It's it, like, isn't it's, it's like they had
1: read in midweek who have got a minus four goal difference yeah. currently. We smashed them 3-0 and then they've come up at the weekend and they're still above us and the beat the one at the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's just it's honestly quite a bizarre situation to be in and it's quite exciting to be fair. I think that the match uh, there was a reason why. We started first on everyone's favourite EFL kind of programme with the really jazzy trumpets and saxophones, which is I crap, by the way. It's got no personality whatsoever. It's like a little football. Yeah, um, crap, <laughs> but there's a reason why we were first. I thought we were absolutely great for the new world. And that last 15 minutes I could I couldn't sit down. It was it was it was tremendous. I know that I should be because obviously it doesn't fit the narrative of wanting everyone to lose. Um, well, no, I was just going
0: to gonna un- say that. I was just going to say that it's all getting far too exciting and far too positive. So we should sack Tony Mowbray and replace him with Eddie Boothroyd.
2: I would actually stop going. It's the one man, like, <laughs> you know, watching him just with the most talented England youth team <laughs> in years leaving Foden on the bench in, like, a major semi-final and stuff so he could play this direct... St- oh, God. Make skin <laughs> okay for a he laugh. makes me skin crawl, Boothroyd. I know, that's
0: why I said it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think expectations... What do you think it's like inside the camp, Phil? What do you think Tony Mowbray thinks is success for Sunderland? Boring, dramaless mid-table season?
3: Probably, yeah. I mean, I think that... I agree, it doesn't look like a huge amount to sort of fear from the rest of the league. But one thing that I would say is that I think will change considerably now is I think the opposition's perception of Sunderland will have changed dramatically from where it was at the start of the season. And I think a few of these teams, probably in the opening weeks of the season, I think Sunderland caught cold, you know, been really attacking Ross Stewart, Ellis Sims, Stewart in particular, how good he was. And I think the way these teams start to approach Sunderland will probably start to change. They might be a little bit more cautious. Um, they might be a little bit more respectful, if you like. And I think that will make Sunderland's job harder. Um, and I think this is something that Alex Neal spoke about early in the season, not necessarily related to Sunderland. But you know, the Championship's a crazy division because at the start of the season, you have 18 teams who all think they should be in the playoffs. So at the start of the season, everybody's playing, attacking, free-flowing, going for a win in every game. And then after about five weeks, 10 of those teams realise, oh God, we're not actually very good. So, we're going to have to sack our manager and we're going to have to start putting players behind the ball and start grinding results out. Um, Obviously, he didn't put it like that. I'm paraphrasing. But um, yeah, so I think that's something that will change with Sunderland. Teams will be far more respectful of Sunderland going forward, especially players like Stewart when he's fit again. So, I do think it'll get harder. Um, And I still think that anything in the top half is a massive success um, this season. Um, I'm sorry to bring Matt's buzz down. Um,
2: Negative of you, Phil. But
3: someone, someone has to do it this, so is, is, this, has been, yeah. this entire experience has been
0: too positive it's been too fun um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bringing an end to it now well that's why we should set the manager Phil because I'm get, I can't really cope with it and uh, I feel it, I'm getting a bit carried away normal service will be resumed after the international break with Aidy uh, Booth in charge for our home game against Preston
2: and we can um, aggressively celebrate Sutherland's next defeat Yes, in, in peace in peace that would be great I was gutted when we equalised
0: like, I did slump back <laughs> into my chair in bar. Um,
1: I'll be honest I started <laughs> like I wanted to go and kick wheelie bins over then I forgot that bin <laughs> day is a Thursday so I just kept throwing my own wheelie bin over and then kicking it over and then having to put it back up and then kick it over again the but, best bit kinda, was the most I felt was,
0: was when the linesman's flag went up when Jack Clark scored I was thrilled that the linesman gave All that a upside. Yeah, it like was. I yeah. was
2: laughing at Ahmad. Ha! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, ha, you dick. <laughs> that, that Everyone was still, laughing, yeah. to be fair. Everyone was laughing. Anyway. Uh, oh, well, you know, positive that, wasn't it? Nice positive podcast.
1: Positive. Yeah. Nice positive. Some podcast.
0: might say too positive.
2: Mm, maybe. Uh, right, okay. I think we'll leave it there and uh, let you dwell on that for a few weeks.
0: Oh, plug uh, me um, podcast! It's coming out on Sunday at the weekend because I did one with Conor McLaughlin, didn't I? Yes. Um, so I caught up with Conor McLaughlin a few weeks ago, and uh, the, we're releasing that the weekend, I think. Um, I, well, I'm not. I don't know how to do that. That's um, really cute, yeah, I think, Matt. Apparently so. Well, mm. from the suspended
2: Gareth Parker, please. <laughs> it's, it's it's cute. It's cute already now. It's, it's matterless whether he's here or not. Well, Philip uh,
0: Schofield might well push in front of that Q Yeah. So. There's,
2: nothing, there's nothing topical, uh, topically outdated on there, is there? Uh, Stop
0: well, I'll record up the a, past. I'll record a little intro uh, to, to that maybe, and just say that this this following interview was recorded in August 2022 and may contain references that are now out of date. Hmm. Oh yeah, well, look forward to that then. But it's fine. So now, like, it wasn't think... recorded in the seventies. Like we're not going to get cancelled
2: or anything. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just wait. <tweet. laughs>
2: so that's something you can do then to give you your fix uh, while uh, um, someone find themselves uh, out of action for a couple of weeks. So, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>